enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and joining us today is Melanie Hudson. Hey, Lori. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too, because we can see each other, even though we're only recording audio. We're looking at each other's faces, which is kind of nice. But here we are talking about one of our favorite topics. In this video, we're going to be talking about yonis, vulvas, and vaginas. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think a lot of people are confused. Well, what's the difference? What's a yoni? What's a vulva? What's a vagina? Aren't they all the same? And we're going to say yes and no. How's that for an answer? But by the end of this episode, you will know the difference between a yoni, a vulva, and a vagina. And it's kind of interesting. We call our our lady parts, our genitals, uh, whatever you want to call it. We call it so many different things. People have nicknames. People call them vajayjays and people call them all kinds of things. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what kind of things have you heard people call their, their vaginas or their vulvas? Things like the cavern of love, the love vessel. Um, I call mine <laughs> Yonette. And then, of course, you hear about things that are not so honoring, like beaver. Snatch. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Twat. S- slit. Cunt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this reminds me of the vagina monologues. Do you remember? We went to the vagina monologues together. I've seen it many times over I the love years. That. Yes. But there is one of the scenes where the, the actresses, they all talk about different names. They all mention different names. And this is a book. It was based on a book. And they all talk about the different names that they call their genitals. And it's kind of interesting. And some of them are not so flattering or positive. We want to be careful of the things that we do. And when for parents and we have young girls, what are we teaching them? You know, we don't want to make up these names like the JJ and down there. And we want to be able to say, this is your vagina or better yet, this is your vulva or your yoni, uh, because we want to give them accurate information. And we don't want them to think that this is something we can't call your real name. We don't make up a nickname for our arms or our legs or our head. So why would we make up a nickname for our genitals? And if we do that, what's the message we're giving? Oh, this is something that is shameful or there's something different about that. And I do think that we need to teach them, you know, all kinds of boundaries, which is important. Who can touch you? Who can't touch you? By the way, that's your whole body anyways. Uh, But also to just give accurate information. So important. It really is. And thank heavens today we have more moms that are aware of this and aware that they need to teach daughters about their bodies. Because in my generation, my mom and my, our parents didn't want to talk about it at all. When I was a little girl, we were we called our vaginas our private parts. Right. And you didn't touch it. And you didn't do anything with it. We never heard about it. I was lucky to learn about menstrual periods. And, you know, thank goodness the moms today and the women today are more open-minded. We do realize we have to teach our daughters that their bodies are what they are, 
and they're to be honored and held hopefully sacred. I mean, it's true for our sons, too, for our boys. Yes. We're just talking about vulvas and vaginas and yonis today, but boys, we want to teach them about their penis, too. And I wish that boys could also learn that the vagina is to be honored. It's something that is really uh, more than just a sexual thing. First of all, women need to learn that this is really an important part of who we are. I'm actually working with a few women right now, currently, that have stories about things that happened to them, how they were shamed when they were touching themselves when they were younger. Mm. And it happens. You know, parents are doing the best that they can. And if they see their child playing with themselves or touching themselves for pleasure, there might be a shock there. And, you know, it could be something very innocent. Nobody wants to cause harm to their child, but it could be like, (gasps) you know, it could be that kind of a response or it could be, you shouldn't do that. Sometimes it's meant in the best of ways. It's like, don't do that. That's something we do in private. Now that's better. Mm -hmm. But also to appreciate that, oh yeah, I know that feels good. You don't want to do that in front of people. Like you don't want to take your clothes off in front of people. They're just things that are done in private. Have us appreciate and accept that our bodies can give us pleasure and that's not a shameful thing. That's a good thing. And women and women's pleasure is something that we are really, I'm going to say beginning to really evolve in what that means, our ideas, and to know that sex isn't just for us to please a man. And it's not something that we have to do to please a man, but it's something that we can do for our pleasure. And to focus on our pleasure is a good thing and our boundaries and knowing, you know, what is it that we really want and to be able to say no, and to be able to say yes, from a place that feels really good for us. But one of the reasons we're also talking about vulvas and yonis and vaginas is because we want women and their partners to understand what it means. There's so much that we don't understand about our own bodies, like our clitoris or our G-spot or what's what. And what to call it is just the beginning of it. But an important thing, we don't have something that we can call it that feels good, that we like saying, then we don't call our genitals anything. And that happens a lot. And it's a question I ask, what do you call your genitals? Or what do you each call each other's? And a lot of times there's like deers in the headlights. They're like, but I don't know, we never really talked about it. You know, you don't want to necessarily use the words penis and vagina when you're having sex with a partner. It's not very sexy. And a lot of people don't. They avoid those words because they know it's not very sexy. But a lot of people don't want to use words like cock and cunt or even pussy because that feels too porn-like. It feels too obscene. And they don't want to sound that way either. So what do they do? They don't say anything. I think it's okay to come up with a little nickname. You know, if you're in a couple and you have little nicknames for each other's genitals and be able to play with that in a way. You talk about things that people don't even understand what you're talking about. It could be fun, you know, like little Bob, if your name is Bob. (laughs) It's cute. It's fun. So I'm not saying that there can't be some playfulness. So Melanie wrote a book about yonis. Uh, It's actually called Venus Rising Yoni Yoga. But in the book, there's so much great information. And specifically, what I really love, other than the exercises, which we're going to talk about, oh, there's just so much information. But I do also like uh, on pages between 22 and 25, you have some great illustrations All done by Melanie, by the way, which are amazing throughout the book, Uh, but some really good illustrations around the female anatomy and what it is. And and so we get a better understanding of our own body. 
because there's so much that is misunderstood. The clitoris, we think so oftentimes is just the glands or that little head, and it's so much more. And again, your illustrations show it really, really well. So can you just give the listeners a definition of yoni? Yoni is actually a Sanskrit word, and Sanskrit is the original holy language of the Hindus. And yoni, Y-O-N-I, actually means womb. It also means source. And it was originally associated with the womb of the cosmic goddess. And because the goddess actually gave birth to the universe through her womb. So when we talk about the yoni and the human body, it doesn't just relate to the womb. It also relates to the entire reproductive area the way that I like to refer to it as. So it includes the vulva, it includes the vagina, it includes the uterus, all everything that makes up all of that um, reproductive area. And the way I look at it, it's not just physical, it's also energetic, because this is the area in our body where life force energy and our sexual creative energy is generated. And not only that, but I feel that a lot of a woman's spiritual being, including her wisdom, including her truth as a human being and as a spiritual being, all exists in this one area. And so t- when I talk about yoni, it's not just the physical, it's not just the vulva, it's not just pussy, it's everything. It's her energy. It's her power. It's her spirit. And it's her pleasure. Basically, uh, in a nutshell, what a yoni is and why I wrote this book or what this book is about. Yeah, so it's really a positive way to approach our sexuality and our body in lots of different ways, which is enlightening and important, like you said, energetic. Um, On the flip side of that, I would say your vagina is the opening, the vulva is everything outside, all everything else, and the yoni kind of incorporates everything in a very big way. So different way to think of it. I also like the word yoni. Yoni is a fun word to say. It's kind of sweet and the meaning is great, but it also is just a nice word by itself. Vagina It's not bad, but yoni Mm -hmm. sounds nicer. And vulva, I like the word vulva. Now I have a product called Love My Vulva, and it's it's exactly what it is. It's it's to love your vulva and have somebody love your vulva, and it is a moisturizing and energizing and stimulating cream that is used for vulva massage, which you can do by yourself or you can have a partner give you a vulva massage. And what's nice about it is it's all natural, no parabens, no glycerin. Uh, it's vegan. It's it's really a wonderful product and nothing that can harm you. As a matter of fact, it is great to give your vulva some moisture, which sometimes we need, and it also will be stimulating. It's it's just has some ingredients in it that just feel kind of cooling, more cooling than warming, but sometimes a little bit warming. It's all, again, natural, and it can just amp up your sexual excitement. And the reason I created this product because I really saw a need for women who were maybe feeling some dryness, but also who weren't feeling energized. They weren't feeling aroused. They weren't having that sexual desire. And what I found in the couples that I was working with is when I would have their partners or themselves give daily 
vulva massages could last just for a minute. It doesn't have to be a big time-consuming thing. You know, it could take anywhere from three minutes to 30 minutes, and the longer the better sometimes. But sometimes just spending those few minutes touching yourself or having your partner really give you a nice vulva massage without any expectation of sex. And I do have on my website, stuffoflove.com, in the sex ed section, you will see a link that you can click for free to learn how to give and receive a vulva massage. I believe in it because there was a need for it. And that's why I created this product. And the women who have used it love it. I love it. I use it. It's fantastic. Me too. And I highly recommend that people use it. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to be mentioning something very exciting for people who would like to try it. So we'll talk about that later. But Vulva is a word that I really like. It's a part that's really important. We're so vagina focused sometimes. We focus on penetrative sex where when we can spend some time or have our partner spend some time on our vulva and a vulva massage feels really, really good. It really does make a difference in our arousal. And not only that, it is so important for women to do a vulva massage, not just for the pleasure, which by the way, pleasure will stimulate our libido. It stimulates our own feelings of, of feeling sexy and alive, but it raises our, our life force energy and it keeps our sexual energy stimulated. And if we do it on a regular basis, it keeps our sexual energy stimulated inside of us for days or weeks or forever. And that's our link to our youth. You know, when you have ample sexual energy, you're going to feel younger, you look younger, you always have that glow. And it's the it's that radiance and sexual energy really does heal. The you know, the Taoists I've mentioned in other shows in Taoist practices, you use that sexual life force energy to revitalize your cells and to bring life to all of your organs. And I'm telling you, when I do vulva massage, and I love, love my vulva, because it's slippery, it is, it's, it glides, it feels so sensual, it's amazing. And I feel very stimulated from it. And you know, when you do a really good vulva massage, you're not just uh, massaging the vulva, not massaging the labia only. You massage the inner thighs. You massage that little space in between the thighs. And it is so sexy and sensual. And then your upper thighs and then your buttocks. It, I'm telling you, it'll stimulate so much energy that you, you really do have to try it. You really can't believe how much sexier you feel after it's, you've done a vulva massage with Love My yeah. Vulva, especially. It's so true. And Melanie was very much involved in the creation in the sense that I was working with a chemist in Canada and I let him know all the things I wanted, all the things I didn't want. And we had to go through quite a few um, formulations to find the thing that worked. And Melanie was always one of the test subjects and uh, myself as well, and some of my clients. And we finally found the perfect one that didn't soak into your body right away because you wanted to be able to keep it as a massage, but we didn't want it to be oily. We just wanted it to feel really good, again, to be moisturizing, healthy, and invigorating. And the people who have tried it, you and I included, Melanie, have said that it can help them have multiple orgasms or get to an orgasm orgasm quicker, but that's not the whole purpose of it, but it is about arousal and pleasure. And it is extremely pleasurable and it 
does change how we feel. It opens up our sexual energy and our sexual energy. And there's something about it that it's a tra- it attracts. I yes. remember, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show, but it was really a, a fun story where a group of sex therapists and myself, there was probably about four of us. Well, there were more there in the workshop, but four of us women who went to this workshop in Monterey, it was a Tantra workshop. And we spent all day doing Tantra exercises. And of course, awakening our sexual energy. And then we went to dinner, those four of us girls, and we went out to dinner and we were like magnets. Mm -hmm. Men were just, they were just so into us. They kept talking to us and laughing with us. We were laughing because we knew we were just projecting some kind of sexual energy that was just attracting male attention. I mean, look at, you know, we're not unattractive women, but we're not like supermodels either. But there was just something about us energetically that became kind of like a, a magnet for male energy. And it was so fun. And we recognized it. We knew exactly what it was because we had been really spending all day waking up our sexual energy by doing these exercises. And your book, Melanie, has these exercises that you can do to waken up the sexual energy in ourselves to feel more alive. What's one mm-hmm. of your favorite exercises in the book? I actually have a, an exercise that I love that I practice every single day. And it's a combination. It's a combination of the deer, which is a breast rubbing exercise, and then a hip thrust, which you if you do it, it's kind of like chewing bubble gum and walking or, or patting your head at the same time. I think they say you have to be a little coordinated, but you I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm doing, doing it, it now. now. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yep. You rub your fingertips around <laughs> your breasts, around the nipples in circles. Uh-huh. And first you rub them so that they uh, going to the outside, the upper and then the outer side of the breasts, which will also help stimulate lymph fluid and help to drain out old lymph fluid. Um, And then at the same time, as you rotate your hands around your breasts, you thrust your hips forward. And so you're rocking back and forth as you spin your hands around your breasts. So not only are you stimulating your breasts, you're stimulating the sexual energy by rocking your hips back and forth. And I do that 36 times in one direction of my breasts, and then I start rubbing my breasts in the opposite direction. I continue to thrust and tilt my hips forward and back, forward and back. And that charges up sexual energy. It is a great little exercise for my hips. And I'm telling you, hips are another ticket to youth because Mm -hmm. when you have flexible hips that are alive and there's energy flowing through them, you will have a healthy body all the way around. And then at the end, after I do um, 36 rotations each way on my breasts, I will then stop and then I'll inhale all that energy in my body and feel the energy in my body. And then I just exhale and let it flow through the rest of my body. And I'm telling you, it only takes a few minutes and that will get me going for the day. That's yeah. It's, there's it's so many benefits. Yeah, it's something that takes such a short amount of time, but gives you so many benefits. And I just really encourage you listeners to try it. Like, just try that. That's pretty simple. And see what you feel. 
See if you notice a difference. And, you know, generally speaking, when we do any kind of exercises, it takes time and consistency and effort to really see any results. But this exercise, particularly I've done it, really you will find that immediately you can start to feel something, something mm-hmm. shift and something wake up. Obviously, if you do it with consistency over time, you will reap more benefits, but it is something that you can get immediate benefits from. Yes, because it does wake up the energy. There's a meridian that runs from the breasts down into the ovaries and the vagina. And when you stimulate your your breasts, it does stimulate that sexual energy. And you know, we don't give breasts enough attention. We don't give our hips that attention to move back and forth. And it feels good. It just Absolutely. feels it feels good. It's a, and it raises consciousness of our bodies in general. Yes, I was going to say two things that come up when I'm listening to you. One is just touching our bodies. So just being able to touch our body and our breast is so beneficial on a psychological level too. And like you said, it feels good. There are many women and men who actually can have orgasms from nipple stimulation. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't have orgasms, it definitely can enhance their sexual pleasure and their arousal. So multiple stimulation is a good thing if you want to bump up your arousal. And nipple stimulation, whether it's sucking or pinching or nibbling, whatever it might be, or even touching lightly can really add a whole level of pleasure. So it is worth checking out. And this exercise is one way to kind of get get those juices flowing in, in all of your body. So it's a really good one. And there are many exercises in here. And also with the hip thrust, you know, there are women who, when they're having penetrative sex with a partner who will not move, and there are some who really enjoy moving their hips. And this could be with a partner, actually, it could be solo sex as well. And if you are a woman who has difficulty reaching orgasm, and there are women who do, if you start really rocking your hips with or without a partner, that can also amp up your arousal. And you might find that as long as you're not trying to have an orgasm, that you will have more orgasms. So there is something to that. So it doesn't have to be only while you're having sex or only while you're not having sex. It's something in general that is good for us, like you said, on so many levels. So that's why we're talking about this. And really just to kind of say, hey, it's okay to love your body. It's okay to love your vulva and understand the power of your yoni and what that means. This isn't uh, an area in our body that we're supposed to feel embarrassed about or feel shamed about or not talk about, or that's there for, you know, peeing or, or delivering babies. And, you know, there's so much around it where we are embarrassed about our odors. We're not looking the way we think we're supposed to look or that our, our vulvas or our vaginas are not pretty enough. They're not, tight enough, we, they're symmetrical enough. And so when we start to feel like there's something wrong, I mean, look at, there are lots of surgeries that are happening where people are having their vaginas and their vulvas operated on to change the way it looks or to make it tighter or do things that they don't have to do, right? Or using yeah. products to create a smell so it's not natural. And I remember when I was younger, probably you too, Melanie, our generation, we would, we would douche, 
Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And there was this douchebag hanging on my mom's door. Of course, I had one hanging on my bathroom door, too. You'd fill Mm -hmm. it up with water, maybe a little vinegar, and you'd insert the the thing inside of you, and it would clean out your vagina. Mm -hmm. The reality is our vaginas are really good at taking care of themselves. We have everything working the way it should work. And everything smells wonderful as it should smell. And when it doesn't, you know it, then there's something wrong. We need to pay attention. Sometimes we do get infections. But generally speaking, a healthy vagina smells really good. And we don't need to be covering up any smells or doing anything that is going to be messing with just our natural chemistry. I feel angry when I hear about women who feel pressured to have surgeries to make their vaginas look a certain way. If women knew that way back in ancient times and pre-patriarchal times that the vulva actually symbolized goddess and it was re- it was revered as a symbol of creativity and life. If we still had that perspective about our vaginas and our labias and our yonis, we would honor the way it looked. We would love the way it looked. We would love the way it smelled. We wouldn't listen to these stupid opinions about what a labia should look like. Women would just embrace their uniqueness. Every every labia is like a woman. It has its own uniqueness. And when you honor yourself as a woman and see the the depth and the meaning and the dimension of this one little part of your body, you would feel so powerful. I mean, here you are, women are born with a vagina, with a yoni. It's like, let's embrace it. Let's not play around with it. Let's love it. It's an amazing, wonderful part of our body. And, you know, the first person that I'm aware of, and I think it's true, who started to speak about our vulvas and loving our vulvas, she's the first person I heard the word even used, was Betty Dodson, who back in the 70s, she wrote a book called Love for One. She still is going at it. I think she's 90, maybe even in her 90s. She is an incredible woman. I love her. And I have had the great fortune to spend some time with her. And she's such an incredible woman. And she would do these workshops, still does, where women can really learn to love their vulvas. And they would make paintings of their vulvas. And she would teach them how to look at their vulva, which is important, which we should all do. And women would generally put their foot up on a toilet and then look at it in a mirror, if they did that at all. And it looks a little funky that way. But if you do it properly, and you lay down on your back with your knees up with proper lighting and a mirror, you can look at it in a symmetrical way, the way you want to see it. And it's gorgeous. And it it is like a flower. And vulvas, very much like faces and snowflakes, are all different. There are no two alike. Like there are no two alike. There's always going to be different variations. So just like snowflakes and faces, which I think is so fascinating with our vulvas, there can be very big differences, but they're all beautiful, just like flowers, but different. And to embrace and love your vulva for, you know, all of the wonderful things it does, all of the wonderful ways it feels. And we have to touch our vulvas to really get a sense of that, to be able to appreciate all of the sensations we can feel and how beautiful it is, and to love ourselves and accept ourselves in all of the parts of our bodies where when we were younger, maybe, or even older, maybe we got messages that created some shame or insecurity around it. And love your vulva, 
I named the product Love Your Vulva because I want everybody to love their vulva and to literally love your vulva. And it's such an important thing. And your work, Melanie, is so important in teaching the power of sexual energy and yoni yoga, how to tap into that and feel alive is so fantastic. And I know, Melanie, you do occasional workshops and you work with people and I will put your information in the description of the show, but can you tell people where they can get more information or get your book or find out about some of the things that you might be offering? Sure. So my website is positiveenergywoman.com. And there's a whole section dedicated to Yoni Yoga. And you can order the book through amazon.com. It's Venus Rising Yoni Yoga. The subtitle is The Multidimensional Practice for Sexual Vitality and Feminine Power. So it says it all. It It really does. Yeah, that's fantastic. And the announcement that I wanted to make to people that if you go to my website, stuffoflove.com, and you purchase a bottle of Love My Vulva, when you get to the code, I want you to put in LFL, which stands for looking for love, CPR, put in that code. I'll put it in the description. I'm only going to be able to do this to the first 15 people who do it. So the 15 people who go to the site, purchase Love My Vulva, put in the code LFLCPR, you will get a free CPR for Love card deck, which sells for $29.95. So it's a pretty good deal. So I'm only going to be able to give that to 15 people. And if you do that, uh, it will be yours. And like I said, right on the site, you can see it in with the Love My Vulva Cream, or you can go to the sex ed page to get the information on how to give and receive a vulva massage, which is really good information. You can use coconut oil, but I'm telling you, it, it's going to go to a whole different level if you use the Love My Vulva Massage Cream. And, and additionally, I also have a link on my site to a wonderful website that I really love called OMG Yes, and you can get great information about sexual pleasure, and there are videos and and techniques to really learn how to experience different kinds of pleasure with vulva and clitoral stimulation. Uh, In season one, I highly recommend that. It's all there for you. There's so many great resources. Explore your body and find ways to really enjoy your body more and experience more sexual pleasure with a partner or alone. If anybody has any questions or any comments about anything we've talked about in today's show or any other show or any questions at all, I really want you to let me know. If you go to speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lori, again, that's speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lori, you can leave me an audio message. And whether it's a comment or a question, I can play that in a future show, which I'm going to start doing. I have a few already that I'm planning on playing soon. I'm really loving them. So please leave me a message. I'd love to put it on the show and address it in a future episode, which I think will be really helpful to a lot of people. And if you have a comment, I would love to hear it as well. So I look forward to hearing your comments. And Melanie, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, Lori. So wonderful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. 
Well, I appreciate you and listeners. I would so appreciate it if you would go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to the videos. Take a look. I think you'll find them informative. They will give you some information that sometimes we talk about on the show, but you might hear it in a different way. And the videos are kind of fun. They're little snippets. And it would really support me a lot if you would subscribe to the channel. It's called Stuff of Love. And you can find the link in the description of the show. And I would really appreciate that. (laughs) 